Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea. Hey, What the Suck family. As you may have noticed, we recently switched to Anchor for our podcast hosting needs. That's right. We were using another site that had us paying 20 bucks a month for services such as unlimited uploading, unlimited hosting, and distribution. Anchor will distribute your podcast to Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, and many more, and they do it all for free. They make it super easy to create and start your podcast directly from their site. You can record and edit directly on the Anchor website or app directly from your phone. It's your one-stop shop for everything you need to create your own show. They will even help you find sponsors to fund your project. Just go to anchor.fm and get started today. There really is no easier way to do it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Take Two. <laughs> well, we're off to a great start. What? No. You suck. Hey guys and gals, welcome back to Season 2, Episode 1 of What The Suck. Welcome back, man. I've been missing this shit. Yeah. I mean, I know it's only been a few, a couple, what, a handful of weeks, three or four Almost weeks. Almost a month, weeks. I would say, probably. Yeah, since, I mean, we, we did the Halloween thing, but that wasn't really like an official episode. It's kind of a fun in-between thing. But Yeah, uh, but shit. Yeah. It's, uh, but, anyway, I'm Chris. And I'm James. And we are your host on this wonderful, fantastic shit River filled ride <laughs> of long forgotten, probably best forgotten. That's right. The, and the holy grail of shit. And bad, bad horror. Maybe an occasional sci fi film uh, thrown in there, but mostly horror films. Yes. If you're new to the podcast, then welcome. Um, what we do here is we watch really shitty horror films. Ones Spit that it are, out, motherfucker. Ones that are. <laughs> <laughs> Ones that are really bad or really forgotten. And then we talk about them and talk about whether we like them or not. And then we give you a rating review. That is correct. What we like to try to do here is bring back to life movies that have been completely forgotten. That, you know, some of them that suck. You know, I mean, you know it, just, it just depends. Like I said, if you haven't heard season one, go back and binge it. You'll see how we progressed. Yeah. You'll see, you know, all the stuff we've done and... The wide range of shit fest that we uh, have, have encountered so far—it's been a lot of fun, Chris. Man, I'm having a ball doing this with you, brother. Yeah, this and is I hope great. we I hope we knock out several of these seasons. But yeah, that's like I said, we, what we want you to do is actually watch these movies, unless 
you know, little little tiny spoiler. There's one from last season that we just told y'all, hell no. Yeah, you know, I got the 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 coveted <laughs> uh, very rare rating that we never have we hadn't given before, probably won't give again, hopefully. But uh yeah, that that's that that's a good point to bring up, James. We we are reviewing these and giving you a rating, but we still want you to watch them because all these movies deserve at least one watch. Yep. One viewing. Uh, they deserve some sort of love, no matter how bad they are. And we have watched some really, really bad ones, ones that were painful. As a matter of fact, our season finale was agonizing. Very agonizing. It was very it was, horrible. It was, and it wasn't really even horror. It no, was just, it wasn't. It was trying to. It was meant to be horror, but it was just it, it horrible. Was, it was like modern art. <laughs> oh, a, a shitty attempt yeah, it at was, modern art. You know, it was like it a, was that bad. As, yeah, it's as bad as modern art. That's for yeah. damn sure. So uh, I didn't like it. No. <laughs> so at for all. today's episode, uh, season two, episode one, we are watching a 1958 movie by the name of The Woman Eater. Fantastic! I like it already. Now this is actually is going to be the first movie we reviewed that was. Made before both of us were born. Oh my goodness! Because that's true. Because yeah, you know, unless we get past sixty-seven, we ain't. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so, so this, this we were not alive when this piece of shit was made. So we cannot be held responsible, we but are... we can try to give you the most professional and thorough review possible. So it's also known Bullshit. as Woman Eater on its original UK release. It's a black and white British horror film directed by Charles Saunders. <laughs> Fucking low budget. It's like no shit. It's 1958. You can make a whole goddamn movie for fifty dollars. They made eight movies a week, low budget in 1958. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Go ahead, sir. Oh, you're good. You're good. You're good. Uh, let's see. Uh, so um, <laughs> I, I lost. I lost my track. That's, hey, anyway. we got to we got to get it back in the pocket, fellas. We got to get it back in the pocket. So the film was released in the UK in 1958, uh, distributed by Eros Films on a double bill with a Swedish crime drama, Blonde in Bondage. That one actually sounds better. <laughs> that sounds a lot better. Hell yeah, that sounds a lot better. Uh, Columbia Pictures released The Woman Eater in the United States in 1959 on a double bill with the 1958 Japanese science fiction film The H-Man. Never heard of that one. So what uh, What exactly is it all about, you say? I will fucking tell you right now, you <laughs> fucking bastard. <laughs> <laughs> all right, The Woman Eater is the embrace of death. It moves, it breathes, it kills. It's the hideous devil tree. <laughs> See the nerve-shattering dance of death. See the woman-eater ensnare the beauties of two continents. See its hideous arms devour them in a death embrace. I can already S smell the latex. <laughs> <laughs> We're in trouble. See us fucking fall asleep halfway through the movie. <laughs> it devours only the most beautiful. Dr. James Moran, George Kuloris... Is his name returns from the Amazon jungles with a sacred tribal tree that can produce a sap that will reportedly restore life to the dead. Unfortunately, the tree can only live and grow by devouring beautiful young women. Of course, of course, only beautiful young. Yeah, and women. they can only get away with that shit in the fifties. They yeah. try to put this piece of shit out now; they'd be thrashed by every fucking woman's organization on the planet. It would have to be a complete satirical movie in order to even get made. Uh, after sacrificing several lovely victims to the plant, Dr. Moran is prepared to begin his experiments, but his native helper, Tanga, played by Jimmy Vaughn, 
threatens to spoil things by lavishing unwanted attention on Moran's young housekeeper, Sally. He has high ambitions there, this housekeeper. Jeez. Vera Day. Will Dr. Moran complete his experiments before the police learn of his murderous activities? And what will be Sally's fate once she learns the secret of the mysterious plant growing in the corner of the deranged scientist's laboratory? You scientific fuck. George, sorry, I didn't want to say George. Ro- Richard Gordon presents The Woman Eater, starring up, George Cool Dick Col- Gordon? Coloris. <laughs> the fuck kind of name is that? Oh. And Vera Day, written by Brandon Fleming, produced by Guido Cohen. The hey, more Italians. You know, I like that. I long like lost Italians Cohen brother. You know, yeah. that's right. It's a long lost. It must be the Cohen's father. Probably. Directed by Charles Saunders, a Fortress Film production. Uh, 1958-71 minutes black and white. And a Columbia Pictures release. Yeah. Huh? So. I mean, again, they just released a bunch of shit hoping one would stick and whatever didn't they just call it low budget. I guess. Now let's get into the review process. And James dropped his fucking uh, coaster again. Oh, ah, and just bust into the fucking microphone. Just bust my head on Man, that. all over the place. Now, let's get into the rating system and how that works. Our rating system is based on shit emojis, one through five. But it's a bit different, isn't it, James? Absolutely. It is inverted. In other words, the more turds a movie receives in our reviews, the worse it is. Okay, so that means that a one out of five is our favorite of the bunch. Yeah, and sometimes we've seen ones that we've we've had a couple of ones, uh, you know, in our first season. Yeah, yeah. and if we could have gave them zero, we would have. But you know what? You got to do something. With That's it. right. So, so go ahead, buddy. The one out of five shit emojis are the ones that you'll keep in your queue. They're the new classics. You'll probably watch them over and over. You'll probably get endless enjoyment out of them, as well as friends. Your friends will actually enjoy them quite a bit as well. Two out of five shits are the ones that. You'll watch only with friends who really enjoy shitty movies. So not everyone. Nope. Uh, they're best to watch with a group who like to riff on movies or play drinking games while watching movies. Which is, I will say real quick, that is exactly how we got into doing this podcast. Because as we said in the last season, uh, Chris and I are paranormal investigators. And our paranormal group used to get together and intentionally watch two or three shitty horror movies a night. Really drink, bad ones. Riff on them and laugh and have a ball with it. And it really it's is. So a, much fun. It's a fun activity. So it's much a fun. real fun activity. Three out of five shits are, these are the ones you will at least share with your friends. Now, you may not want to watch them with them because it means you've watched them once and you might want to watch it again. But uh, you'll watch it with them only if you have nothing better to do. But you will both need to be prepared to drink heavily while watching them. Yes, this is that's where this is where the painkiller starts to come into yes. effect. Now the four out of fives, these you'll watch once with friends, and that will be it. You will you will you're done. These are the ones that are so strange that you might not want to see more than more than once, but at least you want to share your misery with your friends. Yep. Now the worst of the worst, the fecal de la matter, the oh. five out of five. Oh shit! Uh, only bring these out on special occasions: forced double date, in-laws in town. You're babysitting your friend's kid. You won't shut the fuck up. Then, <laughs> once you're done watching these, you'll want to remove them from your memory with some sort of mind-altering substance or a blunt force trauma. That's correct. Except- yes. So keep a baseball bat handy, because 
You're gonna need You're it. You're gonna need it. Anything else you want to bring up, James? I mean, now that we've uh, we're officially started season two, I'm just trying to get my brain back into the groove. Bro. I know but it's yeah. it has been that long, but god damn, it feels like it's been a long time. It huh? does. It actually feels like a long time. So it feels like almost like we're in our second or third episode of the first yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. We're sitting there going, ah, I mean, yeah, I we're like, what the fuck are we doing? Which way did he go, George? Which way did he go? Yeah, it's it was ridiculous. So. All right, well, then I guess we will go ahead and get started with this review, and um, yeah, God bless. Yeah, let's dive into this latex, cousin-it-looking bullshit. Let's see some killer trees that aren't from Evil Dead. God help us. Along the jungles of the Amazon, the evil forces of witchcraft and black magic still rule the native heart, bringing sudden terror to the people who wander its primeval forests. With this, our people make live the dead. Master, this is good. Starring George Kaluris as Dr. Moran, a man obsessed with the power of evil. In his ruthless hands lies the secret that could solve the mystery of life and death. She'll become part of the plant. And from it, I'll get the serum to bring the dead back to life. Ever since you came back from that horrible journey five years ago, you've been different. Yes, you're right, Margaret. I've changed. I believe you're doing something wicked. There's that iron door that I mustn't go through. I dream of it. What does it lead to? The feeling of evil is all around them. A forbidding past becoming part of the frightening present. Those who enter this house of fear stay to face a jungle of terror. Why have you locked me in here? I'm frightened. Way up in the Amazon jungle, there are people who put their hands into the mouth of death and snatch its victims back. I learned their secret. I told you. The world will ring with my name. A man who can bring back the dead. You're mad! What do you expect? 1958, you know, it's not going to be uh, much. Okay. Holy shit. All right. Um, <laughs> wow. Mother of Pearl. Holy shit. All right. Why don't, why don't you go ahead and start? I don't even want to. You don't want to start. No, here we go. Well, anyway. Oh, there it starts already. The anyways starts already. <laughs> Welcome to season two, everybody. The anyways <laughs> are going strong. Well, you know what? I think it's it's it, it's the effect of the specific movies that we watch. Sometimes it just makes my brain just go into neutral. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, start autopilot. The woman eater. Well, opens with a. Uh, I will give him a little bit of a credit. You know, 1950s, you know how it is. The typical music, uh, stupid shit. Opens with a beautiful rendition of Here Comes the Latex Ghoul, performed by the Star Trek singers, as I call it. God, you know. (laughs) The problem is, I actually kind of like the old 50s music. I always did. You know, I'm not going to slam it. It, it's it's uh, 
It is what it is. It's 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 its time. It's its own time. Yeah. Yeah. So and and it's just it's like good lord. All right. Well, anyway, so we come to this. Here we go. Hey, there it is. Anyway, again, there it is again. Okay, I'm gonna get that buzzer. I should have got that between seasons. The movie opens after the uh, obvious and very weird starting. Opens with a ceremonial dance and, you know, singing and these natives are snake dancing and everything. And they've got this very attractive girl, very King Kong-ish, you know, ceremonial Mm -hmm. ceremonial shit, sitting there dancing. And then we get a look at what they're dancing and singing to. Their idol. Their idol, which (laughs) is the woman eater, which is a tree with many, many arms. Yes. Um, If you... If Chewbacca was a vegetable, this would be this him. pretty much would be him. Yeah, with about five or six extra appendages. Right. Uh, like I said, they're dancing, they're banging on the drums, they're doing their thing. Man, I'm tell you what. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, a, it's it's a bit much to get through. I know. Yep. So we actually open on three very white, very rich people in a room talking about an expedition that they're going to go on. That someone else had gone on to, I think Africa somewhere. And then we get a scene of a map, and then it, it transitions to the scene of a plane, very Indiana Jones-ish, going to the location. <laughs> uh, and then you see our, you see the two guys. See Dr. We didn't, Mo- we didn't get the little red line on the screen though. So no, we know, didn't. You, but and and a nice music, you know, whatever. No, we didn't get that. And so you get Dr. Moran and his assistant who have gone to the jungle to look for this idol, the woman eater, and they, they are the ones who stumble upon the native. Uh, Sacri- sacrificial ceremonials. Uh, That's session. correct. Yes, and and one guy stands out. I can't stand for this. We yeah. can. His you know, assistant very, gets real uh, uppity, white well, and shit. Only and forget, it's very British. Yeah, this yeah. movie is very British. Everybody, hold on. Uh, I, I can't thing. stand by. Let this happen. I have to have to stop them. Uh, enough of this. And he jumps out there and he takes a spear right in the wishbone, right in the sternum. And then it's so funny because <laughs> the the natives. Just continue going on what they did, what they're doing, not they, even they, aware they, of they, the fact that he just killed somebody. And yeah, two, they just took Whitey out and didn't even care. They're just doing their thing. And they're not concerned there might be another Whitey in the bushes that came with him because we come in pairs. We don't come alone. That's true. We, <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Now, tell me this, Chris. Huh. Why is it Then every time you get a scene like this where they're going to sacrifice a woman, especially in the 50s, that she's like all cool, calm, and collected, but then when the shit gets real, she starts to lose her fucking mind. You want to tell me that? Well, the uh, they were they were banging drums, and the drum was supposed to be sort of a hypnotic trance to calm her down. Uh, but then they stop the drums because I guess they assume that she's under their spell, and it works for a little while. She starts walking; they start pulling her towards the, the plant. But I guess as soon as she gets a full-on look at what is happening, she snaps too. Yeah, because I believe the drums are what wake the creature up and get it going and all this stuff. Yeah, I, I think the drums put them in a trance and make them more susceptible to be eaten, but it doesn't quite work all the way. Yeah, and we do have to note uh, that the. The uh, plant deaths here are progressive. You don't see the full-on no. idol, quote-unquote idol slash no, monster only in the f- first kill. It's all off-screen. No. There's only know, three so. deaths, and you don't see all of them. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and and well, so what I, what I want to point out, something, something I thought was kind of funny, was uh, some of the uh, vernacular in this movie. There, When, when Dr. Uh, Moran and his assistant 
come through the jungle and get to the clearing just before they come upon the ceremony. Uh, Dr. Moran is looking a little uh, uh, peckish. He's looking like he's not feeling all that well. And they're asking him if he's okay. He says, oh, yeah, I'm fine. It's just a little jungle fever. I've had it before. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay. So that's one word that thankfully, uh, well, not thankfully, but that's one word that Spike Lee has taken and made his own because that does not mean then what it means now. This is very true. And but, this movie is full of very let's 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 put it this way i'm not politically correct as a human being you know i try to talk one certain way you know whatever but there are statements made in this movie that just wouldn't fly today yeah they would no. absolutely trash this movie tear it, you know they'd probably shelf it yeah i wouldn't even let it come out but yeah they made all kinds of comments i mean they they they're speaking on one occasion and talking about how a previous expedition was um <clears throat> it was tainted but they used the word taint and you taint. and i just looked at each other and was like okay <laughs> someone's taint got messed somebody's up somebody's taint got messed with yeah yes. can't do that yeah it happens when you're in the jungle though you know yes it does get your taint messed with uh and so after that scene where the assistant gets killed well, we yeah then they kick they kick uh the pretty native girl you hear her scream then you she gets she killed gets off eaten. screen off she screen. gets killed off screen and we transpire back to what is what I can only describe is the stereotypical 1950s, 1940s, 50s, hell, even 60s science lab with the uh, 600 beakers full of oh, yeah. dry ice and different colored liquids. Wires going all over the place and, and <laughs> liquids a, all over the place. And, and, a whole and, nothing. And, and the first time I ever laid my eyes on the pulsometer. Oh, yeah, and the I was pulsometer. Like, what the fuck yeah. was this for? Well, anyway, we find out sooner or later that he is actually trying to create a serum, which I am I am guessing this idol just juices these bitches when he feeds yeah, it. Yeah, so to the it. tree is a juicer. So you feed them, <laughs> you feed the tree the women, and yep. then it produces uh, a juice. Uh, produce yeah, beautiful women. Right, it's got to be beautiful women. Okay, so if you throw Roseanne Barr at this motherfucking tree, what's it going to do? It'd probably choke and die. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, so it's got to be beautiful young women, and then he it produces a juice, which he's using to try to create a, an elixir of life. Yeah, he collects it, and he's got like this pod thing inside this jar, and he's trying to see if it'll live. And I mean, I don't know what the fuck he's doing. My my problem with that is if he succeeds and and is able to create a serum that does that, then in order. To continue making the serum, he has to continue giving the tree beautiful young women. Eventually, he's going to run out of women. The world's going to run on beautiful young women, and we'll be stuck with all the old, ugly old bitches. Yep, they're safe, though. And yeah, we'll live forever. <laughs> we'll live forever, but there'll be a bunch of ugly old bitches there with us. Yep. I don't think that's a fair trade-off. Well, then after we have a couple of disappearances, uh, eventually this Keystone cop riding a bicycle... And I can't even remember his name. Sergeant Schmuck, you know. Um, Sergeant something. Very yeah. polite, you know, wearing his you know, wearing his Scotland Yard hat and shit. Comes to the mansion and starts poking around, asking questions. Of course, Doctor Moran is very coarse, annoyed, and very pissed rude. off. Rude. He's oh, he just, who who disturbs me when I'm trying to do my work and Yeah. So there's not a lot of material, you know. Not a lot that, happens in the next. This, this movie is 70 minutes long. You get. A five-minute intro of them going to the jungle 
And then after that, you it, it immediately cuts back to England, and you see Dr. Moran has not only brought the tree back with him. <laughs> How did he get it in the fucking plane? I don't know, but he also <laughs> brought... He also brought one of the natives, the drummer. Yes, Tunga. Uh, he brought the drummer because lead guitarist was busy. Yeah. Uh, and the drummer and the tree are now in his basement. His name is Tonga or Tonga? Tonga. Tonga. Well, what's funny is you would expect that to be a native, stereotypical of the 50s. You know, you think, oh, that's a black guy, blah, blah, blah. No, it's not. It's Tonga it's is like a Puerto Rican, Puerto Rican dude. dude. Yeah. You know, it looks nothing like anything you'd find in the jungle. It looks no. more like a... Like a, you know, like a Hawaiian type guy or yeah. something like that. You know, like a Samoan. Well, not, not I wouldn't say Samoan. No, he's definitely, like, he's definitely like Latin. Yeah. He's not at all South Pacific or But he's from the deepest, darkest jungles of Africa where they find this no, plant. No, he's from the deepest, dark, darkest jungles of Puerto Rico. <laughs> well. With the chupacabra. If anybody's familiar with it, like I said, of course, this time period and everything. The acting, the music. The scenery, everything is very dark, shadowish. You know, it, it might even predate that a little bit, but it kind of gives me that feel of those old school, you know, Twilight Zone episodes and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely has that. Definitely has that. For but sure. not as entertaining. No, unfortunately, this lacks substance. There's not a lot of stuff going on between no, the I mean, very few kills kills in this movie and 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 they're not even really kill kills they're off screen there's no blood no there's no guts you don't even see what the tree does to them yeah because the only kill you see on screen the the victim is thrown to the tree the tree wraps its arms around her and then before it does anything at all it fades to black yep prior to that you get you get no immediate immediate tree on person action <laughs> at all no none whatsoever and, and you're the, like, there, there's on. a there's a subplot with that detective guy who's uh trying to locate some missing persons which are the women that the doc the doctor has taken yes uh there's a subplot where there's 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 the main woman um i forget the bitch's name played by vera dunn who oh that's right she was uh she was a dancing girl at a sideshow carnival attraction and might I say, if anybody heard our episode Freak Show, unlike that episode, these people actually got it right. There were actually customers at the carnival. So, yeah, please continue, sir. And uh, there's some random mechanic, which actually leads to one of my favorite scenes. The there, There's a random mechanic who is visiting the carnival, and he sees the spokesperson, whatever the guy's name is, the, uh, the loud boy, uh, loud guy, talking about, you know, come one, come all, come see the show, yada, yada, yada. Get while, away, son, you bother me. While Vera Dunn is dancing next to him all seductively in her grass skirt. Uh, and then once that ends, once the show begins, and the, the whatever guy, the the ringmaster, whatever, goes into the thing, she, she gets a coat on, and she goes down and, and starts talking with him, and he, he starts talking to her. The uh, ringmaster comes back and like, bitch, what are you doing? You're supposing to be up there working, not over here yakety yakety. And and uh, the mechanic guy is like, he's just talking to me. It's my fault. And he's like, I don't care whose fault it is. Get back up there. And so the mechanic straight up fucking pimp slaps the <laughs> ringmaster yes. hard across the face, knocks him on the ground. The guy is out fucking cold. It, it's a jack slap, and he and he basically knocks him senseless. Senseless. That is One slap on the ground. Fucking awesome hilarious yep. like, i mean it was at least yeah got something here yeah yeah, yeah. and so so then there's a, a budding relationship between uh ring girl and the mechanic because she gets fired from her job and so he allows her to stay with him at his place 
uh, and gets her job working as the assistant for Dr. Moran. Yeah, let, me, let me put it this way. It, it, it's also, it seems very easy in the 50s to pick women up. Oh, my gosh. It's extraordinarily oh easy gosh. in this show. They're like, hey, move it. Come with me right now. Get in this car. You don't sure, know me. Let's but go. Let's let's go. Well, anyway, like you said, they, there you go. There you go again. Fucking anyway. God yep. damn it. Um, so, he, <laughs> so we see the doc out for a walk, and we realize that these women keep coming out to him, talking to him, like, why are they doing it? And now all of a sudden I realize they're hoes. They are hoes. Yeah, they're they prostitutes. They got some 1950-ass hoes. They're prostitutes. But they, they dress nice. Yeah, they yeah. got dresses on. They're made up. Their hair is done. But they're hoes. They're hoes. Well, anyway, he's out scouting. Uh-huh. And he's trying to pick him up something. So he goes into this gin joint where this dude is arguing with her or something. He was supposedly be on a date or something like that. Yeah. And, yeah. You're late and blah, 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 and all this shit. And so they start arguing, and he kicks it out. He sits right down and swoops in, buys her drink, and basically demands for her to bring her ass home. To the house. And she, she does. Bring it, And she goes. She goes. She fucking goes. Which is stupid because all she does is end up as... Plant food. She's a fucking miracle grow she's steak. Milk, that's right. She's a miracle grow steak. That's miracle right. I love that. Steak. Yes. You just throw the bitch in there. And that was my favorite quote-unquote kill you don't actually see her die but the the gyrations and the uh, uh, struggling and shit yeah uh, she's the one you is, see get thrown oh to the my, plant it's it's hilarious that it's, face the black it's actually pretty damn funny and you're like come on now yeah you know this <laughs> I, I i mean i get it i get it you know like i said we have to keep remembering what time period we're watching here so we have to try to adjust the way we think because I'm 80s kind of horror. Mm-hmm. This ain't nothing like it. This, no. to me, is like a soap opera com- yeah. in comparison. It's not even close. And the, let's, let's not forget the other kill that happens that we don't even see at all when the doctor's housekeeper becomes concerned with what's going on. He decides to get rid of her, and she's gone. Ah, yes. Like, after, I think her last scene is probably somewhere around the, like, 40-minute mark. And after that, she's gone until the very end of the movie. Yep. And you see, you only find out that she's killed because she's on a table covered in a blanket. He's Oh, that was Margaret. That was Margaret. He's, pump, yeah. now he, he, he's pumping he, all this juice he did, into her. He tried to choke her because he got pissed at her. And I think he laid the Vulcan death grip on her because he didn't choke her to death. It's like he removed his hands, but then she just dropped. Yeah, that's right. That's right. She didn't drop, but she was, was. But she was dead. She uh, was dead because he had her on the table and was pumping the juice in her to bring her back to life. Yes. So she was dead. He's pumping the juice. He's pumping. <laughs> he's pumping her full ah, of his there is, there full of is. his miracle grow pimp juice, motherfucker. Miracle, that's right, miracle grow. You know, bring back the hoe. Whatever bring back you the hoe. Miracle hoe. Miracle hoe. After the housekeeper is killed, he kind of becomes obsessed with uh, Vera Dunn's character. Yep. Kind and of, you know, what's funny is we don't even remember their names, and I guess at this point it really doesn't, doesn't fucking matter. matter. No. <laughs> even a little bit. Uh, but but she's she's freaked out by what's going on in the house because she knows something's up, and so she decides that she's going to leave, and her boyfriend mechanic wants to apparently wants to marry her. And says we will we'll take off we'll leave let's go after two damn weeks too and, you know it's, you know, it's a Disney romance yeah absolutely and so as as she's getting ready to leave the doctor catches her and is uh, grabs her and takes her down into the basement to show him what he's been doing <laughs> and that's usually a euphemism for like some Buffalo Bob shit you know get some lotion <laughs> on the skin. 
but this time it's not. And so he confesses no. he confesses his love for her. Yeah, he screams, I have loved you since the first time I saw you, which was what, like a day ago? Yeah, uh, even less than the mechanic guy, yeah. Yeah, like a couple days ago or yeah. some shit. And so, so I he, guess it don't take much to fall in love back in them days. Apparently not, especially because that guy's old, so he ain't got much time left. Well, I mean, I wish it was that easy. It saved me a hell of a lot of money trying to, you know, buy steak dinners and shit. <laughs> yeah, hey, get in the car. Hey, no problem. Let's I go. love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. You fucking bitch. Now and so he he shows her the plant and that he's been trying to create a, a serum to bring back the dead. And he wants to her, prove it. Yeah, it takes her to the table where that... Where it's a covered body, yep. And as the as the body rises and the sheet comes off, it's Margaret who he had killed. Uh, but then he realizes that the formula and the secret that the natives gave him only brought back the person's body, not their mind or their soul. Yes, they cheated me. Yeah, so he's pissed and he's upset because they cheated him. And meanwhile, Tonga's in the corner smiling like a fucking cat that ate the canary. He's like, <laughs> "Secret, not for you. Secret for us." Sounded more more. Uh, and yes, that's native a, yeah, and that's exactly how he says it. More too. Native American. Secret, not so much. Secret, not for you. Yeah. Secret for us. Yeah, and he's smiling. He's just happy as hell. And uh, now he's talking like an Indian, but he's a Puerto Rican, playing an African American. Yeah, I mean, figure so, that shit out. That, that's worse than Johnny Depp. <laughs> that's and 1958 for you. So while that's going on, the fucking uh, the the housekeeper Margaret is just kind of standing there, like making weird arm I, motions. I think she's actually his wife, or or estranged wife. It was a housekeeper or something like he that. He said he said housekeeper. Well, anyway, apparently the super juice seems to have a time limit. Very short time limit. Because he injects her with like a big old syringe full of this shit. She rises up like a moron, reaches out with her hands, and typical, she, you know, uh, zombie looking zombie type style. Thing, yeah. And it reaches out and then just drops like a rag. Drops dead. Done. So he's like, well, she, you know, our, what the fuck did he even, I didn't know if he said anything. He just ran over there and he's like, shit. He's you like, I, <laughs> yeah. He said shit. He <laughs> said shit. Yeah. He's like, look at this motherfucker right here, this just dying on me. Motherfucker here, just Guess dropping. I'm starting the... back at square one, bitch. That's it. No, but then, uh, so then he takes uh, the Vera Dunn character over to show her the tree that that he that he grabbed from the. Yeah, the he's going to quote unquote show her the tree. Show Everybody tree. knows what this motherfucker is going to try to do. Well, no, so it's so like that, that that's what Tonga thinks anyway. Tonga thinks that it, she's another victim for the tree. Ah. And so when the tree reaches out for her, he pulls her back because he's not going to put her in the tree. He just wants to show her what he's doing because he yeah. he's telling her that he's going to be world famous. His name's going to be uh, shouted all over the world for being the person that created a serum to bring back the dead. But it only works for about 30 seconds. Right. And if so that. But Tonga gets pissed because he thinks it's supposed to be another victim, and it's not. So he's pissed. So then there's a fight that ensues between Tonga and the old-ass doctor, Dr. Moran. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the detectives, this whole stupid fucking detective backstory, which don't even fucking care about. They figured out that the, the girls came from Dr. Moran's house. Finally. They show up with the mechanic boyfriend. Finally. The mechanic boyfriend comes downstairs, grabs the girls, able to get her out. Finally. Uh, Dr. Moran gets the best, gets the better of Tonga and, and knocks him out with a sucker punch. Finally. Uh, and then he's like, I, you give me, you cheated me, you give me half a secret, I'm going to fuck it up. And so then he, <laughs> <laughs> he go and grab some bottle off his shelf, chucks at the, bu- the fucking tree, and the tree catches fire just engulfs. engulfs like fucking napalm and like shit 
<laughs> yeah, he napalms the tree. He's like, and the tree's still wiggling. Yeah. So the robotics and shit or whatever is at it is still working. But he's like, ha ha, I got your tree, bitch. And he runs upstairs <laughs> to take off. Tonga's like, you motherfucker. He grabs this knife he has. By the way, Tonga's in like a, a fucking, uh, what do you call those things? The diaper? A loincloth. A loincloth. The entire yeah, fucking movie. It looks movie. like a diaper. You're right. It's more yeah. like a cloth fucking diaper. And, it, and you're like, good lord, He's in man. a loincloth with a knife sticking out. And so he, he gets pissed. He grabs a knife. He throws at him. His doctor at the top of the gets stairs. right in the back. Right in the back. And then he he, he he neatly lays on the rail. He doesn't even fall. No, he just yeah. He just plops over onto the rail. And then he he turns around and he goes starts walking towards the plant. The fucking the scene uh, fades to black. He and hits the movie his fucking knees. ends. Yeah, he hits his knees. He raises his hands up like, "Why? Damn you, fucking! What you it? burned it, you bastard! You burned it! Fucking Roundup! Eat!" Yeah. <laughs> now, not only did you burn it, but you gave me cancer. Fucking roundup. <laughs> and then the scene fades to black, and that's the end and of the, the fucking credits movie. roll. Well, like I said, luckily this is only an hour long because there's no, it, it there wasn't it, anything to it really. There, so, so you you've got the introduction of the plant at the beginning of the movie. You've got uh, a screen off kill at the beginning. You've got two other plant kills mixed in between, and then you've got you you see the plant. You see the tree. Yes. About five times in this hour-long movie. Yep. Each time, it's maybe 30 seconds. So you get about, what's that, two and a half, two and a half, three minutes of the plant time in this movie about a fucking killer plant. Yes. And the, the rest, rest of is, it is nothing but episode of Dark Shadows slash... Downton Abbey. Yeah. 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 There you go. Absolutely. Yeah, that's all that's, it is. That, that English soap opera shit. They literally had a... They literally had a idea for a movie that when they when they filmed it, they realized, shit, we've only got about 10 minutes of fucking footage. Yep. We need to fill this shit up with something else <laughs> because we cannot put out a 10-minute movie. And they, yep. they filled it with 60 more minutes of, of, of drama bullshit. Killer trees and missing bitches and shit. Yeah. You know? But I will say, okay, I, there are a few things I liked about this movie. I enjoyed the atmosphere of it. yes the 50s time frame the atmosphere the the cars the the music as you said yeah i enjoyed all that i i love the 40s 50s and 60s time period it's my favorite time period uh so i love to see like the cars it's just everything it was really cool um i also liked the uh pimp slap oh the pimp that slap the auto fucking... mechanic gave dr moran that yes. was, or uh, the uh, the carnival <laughs> guy that was fucking fantastic Catow. yeah just pimp slapped the shit out of him um, and even though the tree didn't move or did do anything, I didn't like when it was on screen, but she was hard to see, but it was, I liked it when it was on screen because it was, it was a different kind of monster from what we've seen in other fifties. Cause a lot of times fifties horror movies are all about, or even fifties or sixties are about, you know, big creatures, big, you know, uh, atomic made, you know, uh, spiders or yeah. ants or some shit like yeah. that. This is just a fucking tree. Or that, wink, wink, giant leeches. Yeah, or, or yeah, leech, giant leeches. <laughs> yeah, this is just a tree that was in the forest that the white man went and fucking took because the white man takes everything. That's right, whitey, white, whitey bad. But uh, yeah, so I did like a few things. However, uh, the rest of it, uh, the the filler was boring. the The script was a standard nineteen fifties bullshit script. the The story was was non-existent because like i said they had about five minutes of story yep. the rest they had to get filler because they they realized when they filmed everything they wanted to it was 10 minutes of fucking movie yes um the acting wasn't wasn't actually that bad i mean moran was great vera dunn was was good 
mechanic was believable. I mean, he was a bit annoying. Uh, the natives were, you know, of course, they were um, offensive as hell. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, overall... Well, not if you got a thick skin. I mean, you have to consider the time period. People can't watch this and judge it based on today's belief system. You know, I mean, I, I have a thick skin, but it's... It, I'm sorry, when you have a fucking Puerto Rican trying to play an African-American, <laughs> that's that's just dumb. That's stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, pretty much. I, I get it's in black and white, but even black and white, you can tell he's Puerto Rican and not black. Exactly. That is true. Uh, but all in all, I, I mean, it, it wasn't terrible, but it was very bad. I am going to give this a four out of five. Wow. Yeah. So It's, it's deserving. What about it's you, deserving. James? Okay, well, a couple of things I liked about it. Like, I loved... The corny music. I love, love, love the corny's 1950s music. Okay. It always makes me laugh. It's goofy as hell. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. The over-the-top acting, the soap opera's acting, although it can be annoying if it goes on for too long, the, you know, the way they talk to each other. Yeah, yeah. I, I got a kick out of that. It made me laugh pretty much. Uh, the monster was funny. You yeah, know, he was very funny. It was actually, funny. Yeah. It was funny. Now, what I hated about this movie, mm-hmm. hate, 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 no kills. Yeah. I like kills. I like yeah. to see some kind of death. I mean, like in, let's say a movie like Creeping Terror or something like that, you actually see person getting sucked into the monster. You right. see death. And this one, all you see is a bear hug, off-screen screaming, and then- That's uh, it. Fade to black. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You do. I mean, okay. The only the only actual kill you see on screen, legitimate kill, is when the doctor kills his housekeeper. That is right. He that's chokes. It. That's he the chokes, only. He legit chokes the bitch. Death. He chokes, chokes the bitch, bitch out. But I like. I mean, I'm basing this on the time period because I have to know. You know, the the styles were very different back oh, then. Oh yeah. And everything. The setting was great. The the, uh, the acting. Mm-hmm. Eh, for what it was, it wasn't bad. Yeah. I mean, the story was funny. Mm-hmm. You know, for a quote-unquote horror movie. Yeah, so no kidding. So I guess overall, I'm gonna have to about go with you there. I'm gonna go a little bit better though. I'm gonna give it a three-turd middle three of the turd. road. Okay. It's because it's of its classic nature. Yeah. Yes, it's corny. Yes, it's a little drawn out. Yes, there's not enough death. But I've seen a lot worse shit than this. <laughs> yeah, we have. We sure I have. I mean, now, now, like I said, it's not great. Mm-hmm. It's not great, but I'm not going to slam on it too hard because I do like good old classic horror movies. That's very fair. That's very fair. All right, so, so you're going three, I'm going four. Yep. Not bad. Not a bad way to start the season. No, sir. Um, yeah, so we have uh, we have a whole slew of movies lined up. Um, some are really great. Some are really shitty. And I just cannot wait to get to... I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to the 70s and 80s movies yeah, this time we'll around, get, personally. Yep. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So It's going to be a fun season. I'm looking forward to it as well, brother. So uh, where can they find this, James? Well, we can be found. Uh, we are on Anchor. Is it Anchor.fm now? Yeah, Anchor.fm. Okay, www.anchor.fm. And that will basically take you to pretty much everywhere we're at. I mean, yeah. it's got us on all kinds of sites. Spotify, you know, Castbox, all that good and stuff. And you can go directly to those providers as well and just find us on there. Right through there. That's yeah. it. Uh, we're on so all the major stop shop. all the major hosts. One-stop shop. Yeah. yeah. So you can listen to your favorite. If you like Spotify, a lot of people love that, you know. Although I will say that the cool thing about Anchor is that uh, if you want to leave us a voice message, say how great we're doing or how shitty we're doing, or if you liked a particular episode or thought we yep. were 
full of shit on a particular episode, you can go to uh, anchor.fm slash what the suck. Yep. And you'll that, that's our, our homepage, and you can leave us a voice message right there on the page, and we will listen to it, and we might even play it on the show. Yep. And I would also like to add, if you have a review of the movies that we watch, and you watch, I mean, drop us a line. Yeah. Go on, go on our Facebook. We are on Facebook. We're on uh, Instagram. We're on Twitter. Get underneath one of our posts and go ahead and post your review. Let us know what you think. If Absolutely. you've seen the movie and stuff, we'd love to hear it. Also, we may during the course of the season ask for reviews from certain viewers, you know, certain some of our listeners. Like last uh, last season, we had mm-hmm. Nikki give us a review. She did a review of uh, it too, which was cool, short and to the point. Keep it under five minutes. Send it to us, uh, and then we'll throw it in there. Now we won't limit you if you want to do a, just any kind of horror movie. Just keep it, you know, keep it within the horror genre, right? Because that's our theme. Uh, but if we would really prefer if you'd actually do the movies that we review, because we'd like to hear your takes on them as well. Yeah, d- definitely. I want to and know what slap you guys the rate and slap the rating on it. You know, yeah. give it a turd rating. Let yes. us know what you think. But on the, so on social media, they can find us under what the suck, right? That is correct. What the suck under uh, on Facebook. If you go to uh, Instagram. Instagram and Twitter, you have to put the little underscore. You put the underscores in between them. You can find us with what the suck, but it's easier if you put what underscore the underscore suck, et cetera, et cetera. And they'll find us there. Okay. They'll find us. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. So go uh, uh, leave us comments, leave us uh, suggestions, go interact with us. We we love interacting with you guys. Uh, James, where can they find you? Where can they find me? In the local asylum, usually. But. <laughs> Um, well, that's what happens when you do computer work for or, a living. Or in Colorado. Absolutely. Or in Colorado. I am on Facebook at James E. Bishop III. You can follow me there. Or I'm on Instagram at James Bishop III. It's the third, but they <laughs> won't let you use a three. It's no, something. it's still so, stupid. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, if go. you'd like to follow me and talk to me, be my friend, hey, Go for it. Go for it. Yeah, go go look him up. Uh, check out his cool uh, vacation photos. He has a ton of vacation photos. I try to keep it uh, fairly limited. I don't want to overdo it, but, yeah, I like to try to share my adventures a little bit. Yeah. So. All right, guys. Well, we have a lot more coming. Uh, we're super excited about Season 2. Keep an eye out on our uh, social medias for, uh, like, you know, teasers and hints about what we have coming next. I always do a preview. Yes, sir. And uh, remember, uh, oh, that's yours again. My name's Chris, and I'll see you at the next Suck Fest. (laughs) And this is James, and if it ain't on What the Suck, it ain't shit. That's right. See you guys. Peace. Keep wanting to do your, uh, your exit. Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. 
Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea.